The opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program sponsor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and its hosts and callers, and may not reflect those of KSLR or Salem Communications. The content of this program may not be suitable for young listeners and is intended for a mature audience. Parents are strongly encouraged to use discretion with children who may be listening. Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening. Welcome to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We're glad that you're here. We are uh, Lee and Shay Preston. I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We are glad to be here. We uh, we almost needed a boat to get here today, but we <laughs> didn't quite uh, have to pull it out. We were able to make it in our van, but uh, it is raining here still in South Texas, and so we are enjoying the rain but ready for a few days of sunshine, but we will be happy with what we get, right? Well, I don't know if you really have been enjoying the rain. He was out there power washing today in the rain, so that wasn't too... Too fun. But n- there's no other day better than washing the power washing while you're getting rained on all at the same time. So true. it all worked out okay. Very true. Certainly kept the heat down, that's for sure. So we're, we're blessed one way or the other. A big happy Father's Day to everyone listening today. Yes, happy Father's Day. And, uh, we just uh, hope that you've honored your fathers today and, and honored your, uh, your heavenly father as well because we want to celebrate just the, the role that dad has in our lives and we thank you for our dad's father. We are going to talk tonight about letting go of the counterfeit, which is what we started last week, but we didn't quite get all finished with that topic. And so we're going to pull that thing out again and shake it a little and see what comes out. Well, would you want to just kind of do a quick run through on what we talked about last week? Absolutely. I'm going to pray first and, uh, and then we'll jump right in. Okay. Thank you, Father, for a beautiful day of, of rain. We thank you that you are a great provider. We thank you that, uh, there has been some years of drought and now we've had years of plenty or at least some weeks of plenty. So we thank you for that. We do pray for those people who got hurt in the storms and uh, and who's lost property and loved ones, and we pray for your comfort over them. Father, we just pray tonight um, for someone who's looking for your genuine love. We just pray for that heart that feels lonely or feels forgotten. As we say in the song before we the show starts, we, we do pray for the brokenhearted and for that person who feels like there really isn't anybody out there who knows me. And I thank you, Father, for helping them to know tonight that they are known. And I thank you for knowing us. And, Father, we just pray for anyone listening who just needs an understanding of love, who needs to grasp maybe a new thought about what love looks like. And we praise you for who you are. We thank you for for blessing fathers today. We also pray for our country. Father, there's so many things up in the air right now in our country. I know you've probably heard this plenty of times in generations past, that we're in a worse position than we've ever been in. But I would say again, it seems as if there are things getting worse. And so we just pray, Father, for your hand still over this country and over each person here. We thank you that you light a fire that you light a fire of revival, a fire of of um, battle, to fight for those things that you stand for, for your truths. We thank you that we are called into your army and into your family, and we praise you for that. And we just pray that you'd pull us together in this time of uh, of just division and and divisiveness and and just the moral structure of our country seeming to be falling apart. But we thank you that where you are. We will never lose hope, and we thank you for your great hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 
Well, again, we are glad you're here. We are a call-in show. Our number tonight is 340-9585. If you have any comments or questions about love or counterfeits to love, uh, we would love to hear from you. We developed this show out of an understanding of just people's brokenness and just understanding why sometimes we turn to things that aren't all that loving because they fill a place where love may where let love is supposed to be but sometimes we haven't really been shown what genuine love is and so we're talking about those things that are counterfeit those things that we fill in our hearts rather than love because love is the great thing love is the steak and baked potatoes compared to a microwavable hot pocket you know i mean it's uh it's the the real meal versus stopping in for a cheeseburger at McDonald's. You know, it's love is the thing that satisfies, but the counterfeit does fill for a moment, even though it doesn't last for very long. The Snickers bar. That's right, the Snickers bar. Even though we shouldn't use Snickers bar because that's really good, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it is that filling thing that tastes sweet, is good for a moment, was meant to be good in certain quantities and quality, but isn't meant to fulfill completely. And so that's what we're going to talk about tonight is counterfeits. I want to start with a great verse. It's Romans 8.38, and it says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. See, God's love is the, is the, is the true it is the standard by which all love is matched. And yet we struggle here on this earth for real love versus what we struggle in, which is sometimes counterfeit. If you, what we kind of talked about last time is Jesus' love was, is always compassionate. It was genuine. It was sincere, forgiving, self-sacrificing. He always had a servant heart. And so, you know, the, the truth about Christ's love is that it was always genuine. Uh, I know that it's hard sometimes, at least it was, is for me, it's all, his, his love was always true. I think it's hard sometimes when we just read through the Bible for us to really grasp the feeling behind Christ's love. But I think if you really go into the Bible asking Jesus to show you what his love felt like, you know, I think he was constantly compassionate. I think even when he said, oh, ye of little faith, or, you know, even when he was discussing things with the uh, with the disciples, I think he was always about loving and showing them his love and showing him how to love others. You know, everything he did had purpose and had plan, but it was mixed with complete and utter unconditional love. I think when he came upon a crowd, he did feel for them. And when each person came to him for healing, he felt their pain. And that's what I consider true and genuine love. Well, and I have a question for you. Um, okay. And and it's really a question that I've heard many times before. Uh, you know, and sometimes in... People's sadness or their search for love and, and trying to find, you know, maybe not even that perfect mate or to find somebody, but just for relationship, the need for love and relationship. Sometimes people, you know, it's back in the days of the disciples, it was easy to see that and to feel that love because... Because they were there. They were there in Jesus' midst. And so sometimes it's difficult for people to grab on to the depth of God's love because he's not here in a physical body. He's not somebody that they can pick up the phone or text or, you know, or call and, and get a quick response, you know. So how would you speak to that? Well, I think in my own journeys, all I can speak to is that, you know, I have found the love of Christ in my praise. I mean, when I praise and spend time with the Lord in prayer and praise, I can feel his love. You know, he is also spirit. And so the spirit 
wraps itself around us in love. I also think people show us Christ's love today. Because in where his spirit is, there he is also. And so, as temples of the Holy Spirit, each person has an opportunity to show the love of Christ. So when when you feel a hug from somebody just because they love you, or just because they see something in you that they see that you're hurting, then I think you're feeling the arms of Christ. You know, I think even with your spouse, you know, as they love you well, then you feel the love of Christ. I know it's difficult, but I, I, I personally believe that that is the, what I would call the adventure of knowing Christ, and that is to find his love. He says, where you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the adventure. You know, we get caught up in the here and now. We get caught up in, well, I don't feel you right this second, Lord. Well, how long do we really give him when we seek him? Or do we go, mm, I've had a 10-minute quiet time, and so now I'm heading off somewhere else because I didn't find you today. Right. But when you think about that verse, you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart. Then that means your whole heart has to not be cluttered with the junk of this world. If you're too busy looking at Facebook or you've spent 20 minutes watching some television show or you're too caught up in the latest scores or the latest stock market or your favorite songs, you know, it's it's sometimes it's sometimes about just stopping everything and saying, you know what, Lord, I am going to just sit here and find you. And I really believe that. I know it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I mean, it seems like the minute I sit down to try to just say, I want to spend some time with Jesus, I think of 175 things that I should be doing right at that moment. Right. And that's the great, you know, deceiver. That's the great distraction. It's, I think that's why it's so important. Um, not that I'm great at it, but finding a prayer closet. A place where you can go where you don't get distracted by anything and you just sit with him. And if you've never done that, you know, it's, it's a great thing. It's difficult. And, and people who've done this before probably can attest to that because it is difficult because you start to sit and you're, you're expecting this amazing thing. You know, you're expecting this absolute, you know, show up from Christ and, Sometimes it doesn't go quite that way. Sometimes it's a gentle sitting. Sometimes it's a kind of a quiet moment. And sometimes he sits right down and shares all kinds of things with you. But it's, it's, the relationship is, you know, take me as I am. Meaning we have to also accept Christ as he is. Not expecting this great show every time we sit down with him. So I think it's really setting yourself apart and saying, I really do want to know your love today. Sit with me. And I think that's what helps me sometimes, is being able to sit with him and play some music in the background, sing some songs to him, have some songs that he... I mean, I just sometimes turn on you know, Pandora or something and just allow any song that shows up to, to show me what he wants. And it's amazing sometimes. doesn't happen all the time, but it's amazing how the songs he chooses for me matches my feeling for that day. And to me, that's love. To me, that says, wow, that's him wanting a special time just with me. Amen. Well, you know, I was just sitting here and I was thinking, <clears throat> I was thinking about, um, I was thinking about a mother that had a, that got pregnant. Okay. A mother that was pregnant with her first child. And, she carried the child full term and you know as as it got to the latter part of of her pregnancy she realized that she wasn't going to survive the pregnancy and so she sat down and she wrote a letter to her baby because she wanted that baby to know how she had prepared and how she had loved and sang and 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 just carried carried the them in her body and and so she wrote everything she could write and you know 
I say that because I'm just kind of thinking, you know, how do you really know the depth of a parent, a father, our Heavenly Father? And so I'm just kind of reaching out to folks and saying, you know, just consider that. Consider if you were born into this world and your mother had died in childbirth, but yet you had this one letter that was written just to you. And it was written by your mom that carried you. And, you know, your father says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I knit you together in your mother's womb. And so if you have that letter, you know, you would cherish that letter. And you wouldn't have her to hold. And you wouldn't have her to stroke your hair when you go to bed at night. But yet her love is real. And... I'm just offering that for somebody out there. I don't know. Uh, it just kind of came to me, and so I just wanted to offer that. That That's kind of what the way God's Word is. You know, when he says things like, I collect your tears in a bottle, you know, every Absolutely. time you go through sadness, and and I've, I've written you in the palm of my hand, and all of those things, you know, um, doesn't mean that he doesn't have a love for you. Absolutely. And I think that is an amazing way to put it is, is even though that child, you know, you said if the mother passes away, you know, that child may never get to feel her arms, but it's a gentle knowing. And I think that's, that's a great word that comes to my mind as you were talking is just God's love is a gentle knowing. Sometimes it's an overwhelming knowing because when you realize just how much he loves you and I, and as you were talking, I was thinking that's such a beautifully warm love. But I think sometimes that hits a ceiling for some people because we sometimes put other people's faces on God. And so we think, oh, wow, you know, no, God's about justice and God's about telling me no. And he doesn't want me to do this and he doesn't want me to do that. And he's upset with me and he wants me to follow his rules and and so I just encourage folks tonight to remember that love that Shay just talked about, that gentle knowing that, you know what, he loved you even before you were born. He formed you in your mother's womb. He has counted the number of hairs on your head. Amen. He's written your name on the palm of his hand. He probably, in my opinion, he even named you. I think our parents may speak our name, but he names us because he knows us. We are his children. So I just think that's the kind of love we're talking about. Tonight. Right. And, you know, I, I remember one time um, at the church we were attending, David Robinson was speaking. And, and I remember he was saying that somebody had asked him, um, you know, he had, he was talking about how God had spoken to him and told him something. And it's like, well, how do you, how do you know it was God? And he said, because when the more you spend time with him, you know his voice. Absolutely. And so I'm just offering that because sometimes it, it is spending time. And like you were talking about worshiping, spending time in worship and in prayer. And I just, I just believe it, that it, it grows your spirit into the knowing and the, the assurance, you know, of your heavenly father. And it doesn't take away our need as, as humans in this flesh to need, you know, to need love. Absolutely. To need affection, um, to need friends. Well, I mean, God made us. As feeling people. For, for relationship. He made us for relationship. I always think it's interesting because even in the most perfect environment in the Garden of Eden, when God created man, he then said, it is not good for man to be alone. Amen. So even though God was there and they could walk with him in the cool of the day, he still said, it is not good for man to be alone. Amen. So he understands our need for relationship, and that's why he created woman. And I but it was not to replace him absolutely. and your relationship with him. It's to enhance. Absolutely. And it's to give us an enhancement of what his love is. Because as he loves us, therefore we can love others. Amen. 
So those are all great places. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are a call-in show. If you have a comment or question about love, you're welcome to call in at 340-9585. We're going to talk a little bit now about the counterfeits to what we just talked about, those counterfeit things. Explain counterfeits, what we're going to look at here. Well, these are things that get us distracted from what real love is. These are things that we think may meet our need, but it's a very temporary need. So it's like a temporary replacement. That's right. Um, I look at it, and this is probably a crazy analogy, but I always look at, I always think of those big orange coolers on the back of utility trucks, you know, where they're carrying ice water usually, but I think, you know, it's like filling that up with cold, sweet, pink lemonade with lots of ice. You know, it's good, it's tasty, it's sweet. You tend to want to keep drinking it, but it never really quenches your thirst. And so that's the difference between a counterfeit versus uh, the genuine. I think what if you were to compare that to the genuine, you would compare it to a crystal clear, you know, mountain spring where cold water was drifting down the rocks and over the, the mountainside and falling into a little pool and picking up that water and taking a drink and just tasting just the purity of it. And I think that's the difference between between true love, the genuine, and a counterfeit, which is can still be tasty, can still fill, but doesn't fill well. And the first one we're talking about is religion. Um, sometimes religion is one of those counterfeits. And I, I know that that uh, can feel uncomfortable because it's like, uh-oh, what do you mean there about religion? But I think it's interesting as you begin to look at religion, some people do church. Some people do a relationship with God. Well, I show up on Sundays, I go to my Sunday school class, I go to my 45-minute sermon, I get out, I go home, I stop off at Luby's for lunch, and so I've done religion. Uh, but there's a difference between religion and relationship. And so are you saying that would this be, were the Pharisees a good example of this? I personally think the Pharisees are probably the greatest example of religion. You know, they were more concerned about the rules and the regulations of their religion than the relationship with God. And I, so I guess that's why Jesus, they got so angered by Jesus yes. because of their religiosity. Yes, because every time he turned towards genuine love, it generally did not fit with their rules and regulations. Right. You know, he's healing on the Sabbath. You know, they don't like that because that's going against a rule versus the love of Christ, which is it's more about the relationship and the love for this individual person than the rule. You know, everywhere you turn, grace and love over overrode the rules and regulations of the Pharisees. Christ always overrode their request by his love. True. That's very true. And so I just am, am offering that, that a, a counterfeit can sometimes be, well, I go to church and I go to Sunday school and, and I pray on Sundays. But a relationship with Christ, knowing his true love, is doing more than walking through a 45-minute Sunday school, a 50-minute church service and saying, okay, I've prayed for this week. Well, it kind of reminds me or it causes me to think about, you know, somebody that's sitting there and they just kind of plan their plan what they have to do. I have to uh, pray for 30 minutes. I have to read the Bible. I have my devotion in the morning. I have to make sure I go to my life group, you know, all of those things. And if I do all those things, everything's in check. You know, I check all the boxes and uh, I'm not saying those things aren't good. Sure. I'm just saying that if you only live by the boxes, then you live in a box. Absolutely. And God's love is not in a box. It is always going to be outside the box. Amen. And so we're talking today about counterfeits. You're listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. We do healing and prayer and deliverance ministry out in South Texas, out near Canyon Lake. 
We would love to, to have you support us if you'd like to support the, the show. Uh, if you like what you've been hearing, you can go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com and go to the donate page and click and you can either donate monthly or you can donate one time. We'd love to have your support. We will return here in a moment. We will come back and talk more about the counterfeits of love on this great Father's Day Sunday. Join us in just a little bit when we return. Love has done its part. Let him reign in my life and my heart. Love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. The days of just listening to your favorite radio station are over. Now you can be interactive with the KSLR app for your mobile device. Take part in daily and weekly polls. Email the station or use the talkback feature to leave us a recorded message. And be the first to know about events and contests, all with one button on your mobile device. Download the app for free today at KSLR.com. That's KSLR.com. Do you ever go to Rotten Tomatoes? Is that a restaurant? No. It's the website where movie critics give their opinions of films. They average the scores and give a percentage of those who like the movie. I'm just kidding. I go to Rotten Tomatoes all the time to check out movie scores. Did you know my son's favorite movie, Toy Story, got a 99% fresh rating? Not surprising. Do you know that we're less than one point behind that with our critics? Over 98% would recommend us to family or friends for window replacement and siding. So does that make you Woody or Buzz? (laughs) Well, I guess we could say we give folks the look they'll love coming home to for infinity and beyond. We could, but we don't, right? Of course not. When you want to work with a company that has over 98% of its critics who rave about us, call Southwest Exteriors at 828-5555. That's 828-5555. Or go to southwestexteriors.com. The June KSLR Ministry of the Month is Somebody Loves You with Raul Reese. Weekday afternoons at 1230 and on demand anytime at kslr.com. Go to our Ministry of the Month page at kslr.com to learn more about Raul Reese and Somebody Loves You. And listen right after the show at 1255 p.m. for your chance to win a daily prize and be entered to win weekly prizes and a grand prize at the end of the month. Hi, this is Raul Reese. Join me weekday afternoons at 1234. Somebody Loves You on AM 630 K. KSLR and KSLR.com. Your love has done its part. And let him reign in my life and my heart. Your love has done its part. Now let him reign in my life and my heart. Well, welcome back. You're here with Shadow of His Wings Ministry, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. I'm Lee, and I'm with my wife, Shay, tonight, and we're talking about the counterfeits versus genuine love, those things that are counterfeit versus the true, genuine love of Christ. We are Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and I did want to let you know about a couple of retreats we have coming up. We have a journey to freedom from same-sex attraction. If you know of someone who struggles with homosexual sin, this is male or female, and uh, they are looking for some freedom. We are having a retreat July, excuse me, July 10th through the 12th, 2015. And, uh, it will start Friday evening and end Sunday around lunchtime. Uh, we would love to have you. Uh, it is again called Journey to Freedom. And there's more information on our website. And that date again is July 10th through the 12th. We also have a Journey to Joy. August 28th through the 30th, and that's a retreat for wives whose husbands have struggled with se- uh, sexual brokenness of any kind, whether it was an affair or prostitution or they got into pornography. Uh, sometimes a wife needs a safe place to heal and to just talk about the pain that she struggled with in her marriage, and that is the Journey to Joy, August 28th through the 30th. The Journey to Freedom is, uh, I just want to say one more thing about it. It is not a pressured weekend. It's just for folks who might be thinking, hmm, maybe I wasn't born this way. Uh, maybe God does have a better plan for me or, or a plan that includes something greater for me. And I, I, I'm, I'm not interested in, in just staying in this broken place. And so there isn't any pressure. It's not, uh, it's not forcing people to change. We actually believe that if you can 
just walk someone into their own healing of, of everything. You know, we all have brokenness in our lives. And so if you can help someone walk into the healing places that they need in their life, then you might just find some freedom. And so that's really how this weekend goes. So if you're interested in either one of those, again, you can go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. For the Journey to Joy Wives Retreat, you can also go to journeytojoy.org for more information. Or they can email us if they want some information at info at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. You can also call us. We'll give you one more way to get in touch (laughs) with us at 210-887-9007. Well, we are talking about the counterfeit things that we fill our lives with when we don't really know what real unconditional love looks like. We are a call-in show. If you'd like to call in with comments or questions, our number tonight is 210-340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. So let's um, let's see. What other counterfeits would there be for love? Well, another one I have here is knowledge. Uh, I know that some people uh, might be going, wait a minute, I don't know about knowledge. You know, I know all of these are a little bit outside of our realm of thinking, but yes, I understand that uh, Solomon was given great wisdom from the Lord. And I'm not saying that wisdom is not a good thing. I'm saying that sometimes when we replace his true love or when we struggle with true love and we replace it with just more knowledge, uh, we don't always find love. We just find knowledge. And so I think a great example of that is someone who is hurting, and instead of finding the love of Christ, they go out for another self-help book. Well, and that's one thing, you know, when sometimes when we're doing counseling, it's, you know, it's offering that sometimes you have to get out of your head and into your heart. Absolutely. Because, because going through healing and, and finding love is not about, it's not what you're going to find in your head. Absolutely. Because finding things in your head may help you understand something, but it doesn't reach that heart level of actually feeling it. Right. And, and going there to heal it as well. You know, it's like so many times we have folks who maybe have gone through sexual abuse in their life or some wounding by a parent or by a, a classmate, you know. And so they're able to say, well, I read this book and it helped me understand it. And so I've actually been able to tell people what I went through. But you find that they didn't really get to the core of the pain because they now understand it and they're now not as hurt by it so they can actually speak it. But they haven't actually gone to the grieving of it, which is, wow, you know, I hurt here in the in the core places of my heart. Right. And so that's why knowledge is and wisdom is good, but it can become a replacement. You know, I've always heard people use the phrase, you know, the most difficult journey you'll ever find is that 12 inches between your head and your heart. And I never understood that because I don't know how to change it. I couldn't tell someone even probably tonight how you make that journey happen. But I think one way you do try to make that journey happen is by beginning to get out of your head and not allow yourself just to stay in knowledge. You know, instead of picking up one more self-help book, why don't you try writing a letter about what you went through? You know, we're talking a little bit about, uh, we, we just, we're in Father's Day today. Maybe your father hurt you. Maybe he wasn't in a place where he could help you. Maybe he didn't know quite how to parent you well. Maybe you haven't had the relationship with him that you would have liked to have had. So instead of just reading more about how fathers are or just saying, well, that's just the way it is, maybe you should sit down and write a letter to your dad. Not necessarily a letter you ever have to send him, but just a letter about what has hurt me over my life, you know, in this situation. And trying to walk through that with him. I mean, with, in, in your letter, with yourself, with your own heart, and asking Jesus to show you things. 
because true love is also feeling. It's not just always filling it with, oh, I understand that now and this is what happens, so now I understand why I hurt, but it's also dealing with the hurt. That's why I think knowledge is one of the counterfeits. Right. Doesn't satisfy. That's right. It, it can be, it can be part of the stew, but it's not the, all of the stew. You still need the meat of the stew. Celery and water doesn't really go very well together by itself. When you add everything else in is what makes the stew good. That's true. Well, let's see. What about control? Well, I know we talked a little bit last time about control because it's one of those, you know, hard subjects that we know that people have issue with sometimes, but it's, it's caught up between control and boundaries, you know, setting these things, making sure that, you know, if I can control you, then you can't hurt me. But that puts a big stop to love. Control and love don't mix very well. And so, it's just a beginning of talking about that because when you when you say things like I can only love you if or if you do this I can't be around you then you begin to set up in your life these rules and regulations that keep you from being able to love well yes you may also keep yourself from getting hurt but not really because you're also losing out on what real love might look like does that make sense that makes sense. Another thing, another counterfeit is power. You know, sometimes I always, I always use the example of a doer in this particular counterfeit place. Sometimes people who like power are great doers. You know, they can do things well. They make a lot of money. They provide very well. They, they do everything for the community. They become that person who everybody looks to for guidance and leadership. That's great power, but power without love is just empty. Uh, it is a place of just doing. It's kind of like um, it's kind of like asking yourself, or, or, or maybe kind of writing even a, a note or a journal entry about. You know, if you went to someone in your life that seemed to have a lot of power, and you said. To that person, let's say it is your dad, and you say, Dad, do you really love me? And he said, of course I love you. Look at all that I do for you. You know, that's that's a lot of power because look at all he's doing for you. But does he really know you? Does he know what you like? Does he know your favorite color? Does he know at nighttime you'd like him to come as a kid? You would have liked for him to come and lay down with you and read a story with you. You know, a lot of times power says, uh, you know, that, that I, look at how much I love you. I can provide all these things for you. And, and it's not just money, but it's also, um, it's also leadership things. It's I lead our family well. I'm a great provider. I am a deacon in the church. I do all these things. But do I really know you? See, Jesus was about knowing first and leading second, in my opinion. Right. Uh, another counterfeit can be uh, comfort, and we talked a little bit about that, so I'm not really going to go into too much com- about comfort, but I think comfort, what I mean by comfort is sometimes when you get too caught up in being everyone's comfort, you know, uh, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you that, I'm going to make sure you don't hurt, I'm going to keep you from everything in your life that could be harmful to you, then you don't allow that person to see what real love is, you just allow them to be kind of... Uh, fattened, you know, to be kind of, to live on, on safety. And that's not always the greatest thing. God, I love a, a, a quote in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. One of the little animals asks one time, is Aslan safe? And he says, no, he's not safe, but he's good. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And so comfort can be very safe. But sometimes knowing God's love is, is branching out and taking unsafe uh, adventures with God. Right. Well, I know that some of the other, some of the other things that may be counterfeits are things that people go to that are like, um, pornography, sex, gambling, or drinking. Yes, any of the addictive issues, right? All the addictive issues. Those are really a, a false, False love, sure, or it feels like it fills us a, a, a place. 
Absolutely. need. Absolutely. And, and you can kind of lump a lot of those together. I know they all have different ramifications, but for, you know, the issue of time, I, we can lump those together. Uh, and I know some people might not like this, but I think some might even include like gaming in, in that area. You know, if you have a husband who stays on the computer all the time playing games or a wife for that matter. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you. I me. only play backgammon and I don't play it that much, so. <laughs> well, I'm, and I, and, and I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. I'm saying, you know, all these things can be addictive, but it's about trying to figure out Am I using these things to fill a place in my heart because either I'm lonely or I'm True. afraid to put myself out there and be loved by someone else? Avoidance. Avoidance. You know, just realizing that, you know, there's my spouse over there laying in bed and, and I'm over here playing a game or I'm over here, you know, whatever, drinking a, a beer and watching TV. You know, what would happen if I went over and just shared, you know, my heart with them tonight? You know, exactly. spend some time with them. It is hard. You know, it is always hard. And maybe people don't say this enough, but it is hard to be intimate. It's hard to be close with people because you do have to invest something. And intimacy isn't talking about sexual relations. Absolutely. I mean, this can be a mother and a son. It can be a husband and wife. It can be a friend and a friend. It's about taking some time out of the me time and saying, I really want to invest in your life and taking that risk because it is a risk, but it will lead to genuine love and not just always putting yourself in this place where, you know, well, I'd just rather stay home and watch TV and, and, and do my thing, or I'd rather just hang out in this dark room with my, my game and, and not really interact with people. Uh, or whatever, sex, you know, pornography can be a, a huge counterfeit to real love because, you know, here you have opportunity to know people out here in the, in, in your world, but what you choose is sitting in a dark room looking at pornography and doing things like masturbation to substitute real love with a counterfeit, something that may, may give you something for the moment, but it never lasts. It's like drinking the pink Kool-Aid it's over It's not the, real. Absolutely. And it never will be. And that's any addiction. And I know people don't usually like us to talk about TV or, or games because those are the more benign things that nobody likes to look at. It's like Candy Crush, you know? And I, I can, I can get just as addicted to games as other people. And that's why, you know, it's always interesting when you start getting started. Uh, doing a new game, I always have to be careful. You know, it's like Sims. I had to give that up. You know, I don't know if anybody ever <laughs> plays that Sim game, but I, I refuse to ever play Sim again because I could get caught up in building this place and building this, this city and creating new Sims. And before I knew it, I was sitting on it all night. Making, to, making sure they go to work. That's and, right. <laughs> And they get fed so they don't die. That's right. So whether it's Sims or Farmville or Candy Crush, whatever you play, uh, just remember, is it taking you away from something that you might need to do to get, to find real love and not yeah. to just is find it, Is it fe- trying to fill a, a lonely place in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's also talk about a little bit. We, those are some of the counterfeits. Um, I, I wanted to talk also about the lie of a love language. And I'm not downing the book, The Five Love Languages. I'm saying I don't agree with it fully. But I do think it's worth talking about um, because to find genuine love, you may have to look at what you've always thought was your love language and how it got there. Does that make sense? That makes sense. I'm just I'm just scared right now because I'm hoping people understand what you're saying. <laughs> Well, this is And no- if you have any questions, don't forget you can call 340-9585. That's right. Um it's about looking at love languages because as we were doing healing and and prayer and some counseling with folks, people would come in and say, "Oh, I already know that my love language is." And they would fill in the blank with either acts of service or words of affirmation or physical touch, receiving gifts or quality time, whatever it was. And 
if you really begin looking at your love language, what you might find is it may be tied to your brokenness. Now that's, I understand it, but uh, let's see how, let's take an example, okay, for um, words of affirmation. Well, words of affirmation, guess what? I can't think of a soul in this world that wouldn't want words of affirmation. Exactly. So we can check that one off. And I think all of us do need it. But some people may need it more because maybe they never got it. Right. You know, maybe they grew up in a home with a mom who never said anything was, was good about you. And so they're hungry for something to be said good about them all the time. And or they, they never felt like they could do anything right. Maybe they were scolded for not doing things right or always being last at something or never making the team or Absolutely. whatever. You can, I mean, it really does take looking, you know, at your brokenness and saying, hey, does that fit with me Absolutely. and where I've been? Absolutely. And so I'm not saying that the words of affirmation aren't good. But if you say, well, that's my love language, and you go to your spouse or to your sister or to your friend and say, you know what, my love language is words of affirmation. I need you to tell me that I'm doing something good. Then isn't that kind of like saying, I need you to love me, and do you love me? You know, it's like asking for something rather than just receiving it. So then it doesn't really fill the wound because you've had to ask someone for a word of affirmation. What you have to end up doing is looking at your broken places and and seeing the empty place where you never had those words of affirmation in the first place. And I'm not trying to say this pretty, you know, word that says, oh, this is this is so, you know, this Christian ease. I'm just saying God really does want to fill that place of that empty spot where you need words of affirmation. But once you get his word to fill that place and he heals that place in your heart where you never felt good enough with his worth, then you're not so concerned with words of affirmation. You, You love them when they come, but you're not devastated when they're not there. That's what I mean by looking at the broken places rather than just saying, oh, well, that's my love language. I need that. It's very much the same thing with any of the rest of them. Let's say acts of service. You know, this is a biggie because a lot of people say, well, I, I, that's my love language is acts of service. But what if you've ever gone back into your childhood and looked at why you like acts of service so much? You know, maybe it was because your mom loved for you to clean alongside her. And she would praise you when you cleaned. And so that made you feel loved when she said how great you did cleaning. Well, that's acts of service. Well, I need you now, husband, to do the same thing for me. When you do things for me, that makes me feel loved. Now, there's nothing wrong with a husband giving that gift to his wife if he knows that that's what she needs. But there may be a broken place there that she needs to look at. Well, I think the broken place comes when you're looking at... When you're looking at love languages is that, you know, if, if your spouse or, you know, if your spouse is not showing you one of the love languages or the, or loving you with the love language, then do you not feel loved? Right. Does that mean you're not loved? And that's where the lie comes in is that because I'm not receiving the love language, I don't feel loved. Absolutely. And is that love language filling a place of temporary rather than going to the deeper level and saying, maybe I don't didn't really feel genuine love from my mom. I just always felt like I was loved if I was doing for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that will shatter... That will shatter a belief system. That will shatter a belief system of, of if I just look at it as my mom loved me and if when I cleaned house with her, then it was great versus knowing maybe I didn't feel as loved as I thought I did if I didn't clean with her. 
Like if something happened and I just said, you know what, Mom, I don't really want to today, would she still love me? Or was I always, was my love contingent upon how I did for her? And so when you start getting that kind of doing love mixed in with real love, you begin to ask everyone to do things for you. You know, the woman who's head of the church uh, kitchen cleanup. Well, She's maybe, the great doer because that's what she was taught, is people will love me if I clean the kitchen up after every meal. And then what she finds is is all her love is based upon doing for others. And that can be very empty at times. Right. Because then maybe you just start looking for that and saying, well, I don't feel loved if I don't see that. It's kind of a criteria sure. that I need to look for in order to feel loved. Absolutely. Pretty puts a pretty strong limit on love it sure from does. other people. Absolutely. And it can make you feel, if you think about it, it can make a person feel absolutely unloved a lot of the time. Because when you have a specific need that you're constantly crying out for that's this throbbing wound, I, I look at physical touch a lot because people say, well, I need physical touch. But what if you needed physical touch because you didn't get a lot of it as a child? And so maybe you're needing to look at that broken place where this little kid was crying out for some attention, for some love. And so when you can do that, you begin to find that maybe if I can heal that place, then physical touch won't equal love. It will be a part of what love is. It begins to create this love that includes all of these things. People love acts of service. I love when people do things for me. I love it when people affirm me. I love it when people hug me and touch me. I love it when I receive gifts. By the way, I don't give many gifts sometimes for my (laughs) wife. But anyway, I love it when people give me quality time. But all those things shouldn't be what you bank on as your love But it becomes this grand collection of how you're loved in general. And when true love hits, then none of those things matter. They're just icing on the great cake. I always say cake is what love is. Icing is the pieces on top of just the the accoutrements of of, of love. Sex being one of those. Anyway, thank you so much for listening tonight. We will keep talking about love. We we haven't gotten completely through all of the counterfeits. We'll see how to keep going next week. Uh, but we sure appreciate you joining us tonight. You've been listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope that we've stretched you a little bit. We hope that we've pulled a few things out of, of your heart and let you look at them openly. Join us next week. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener-supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.